Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Marquito. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 220 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the show by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. They have thousands of books from every conceivable genre. genre. You're definitely going to find something that you like. Right now, I am currently reading through a, a, I almost called it a game, a book called The Ultimate History of Games by Stephen L. Kent. A really, really good book. Lots of quotes from uh, people who were in the industry at the time. Uh, so definitely check out that book. You can get it for free. If you decide to stick with Audible, you get another book next month. If you don't decide to stick with Audible, you get to keep your audiobook uh, forever. Again, support the show by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. All right, welcome back to another episode of Switchcraft. We're going to start today by by talking about a bar graph. Uh, and this bar graph really illustrates how important uh, handheld gaming has been to Nintendo over the years. Um, this is a graph that is from uh, nintendo.co.jp. Uh, so this is an official... A uh, bit of information, but I found this over on Reddit. Uh, Reddit user, who was it? Reddit user, uh, Mr. BK, XT, whatever, crazy name. Uh, somebody over on Reddit, there's a link in the show notes to it, had posted this um, bar graph. And if you're just listening to the show, I'll describe it to you. But if you're watching the show, you can see it now. And it's Nintendo hardware sales. Uh, units sold by millions uh, f- all the way back to the NES. Uh, so the thing that I re- that really jumped out to me is, oh my God, you cannot believe like how huge handheld sales are for Nintendo versus uh, home console sales. So for instance, the NES uh, sold 61.91 million consoles which is pretty impressive, uh, except for the fact that it was it didn't really have a lot of competition, so it was basically ness or nothing. Um, and then you look at the Super Nintendo. Finally, Nintendo had some competition, and it went down to 49.1, so they sold basically uh, 10 million consoles less. Uh, the N64 sold um, more than more than 10 million consoles last. And then the GameCube only sold 21.74 million consoles. These are lifetime sales. 
All right. You compare that to the Game Boy. The Game Boy sold 118 million consoles or, or million Game Boys, I guess. Um, it's really, really crazy to me how much more the Game Boy sold than the NES or the Super Nintendo. Now, I guess it shouldn't be a huge surprise because these are systems that are designed for one person to play. Uh, in fact, if if you wanted to play one in multiplayer, you had to buy two of them, and then you had to go out and buy an extra accessory called the link cable. Uh, that's really crazy to me. The Game Boy sold 118 million consoles. Uh, there's only one thing that sold more console or more systems, I guess is the right word to say, uh, more systems than the Game Boy, and that's the Nintendo DS. The Nintendo DS came in, came out swinging with 154 million systems sold for the Nintendo DS. Now, that's pretty impressive. I remember when Nintendo unveiled the Nintendo DS and Reggie's up on stage holding it up. I think it was Reggie. And I said to myself, nope, I'm not buying that. That thing looks like a gimmick. That thing looks stupid. I'm not interested. And then finally... You know, the, the reviews started rolling in about how awesome it was. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to try it out. And I went and bought one. And I remember my wife and I were driving someplace and I was playing uh, Mario Kart DS in the car. Uh, where She's driving down the road and I'm playing Mario Kart. And it was awesome. It's a really great system. And it was actually the, the DS which convinced me to try the Wii. Uh, because I, I had I had put a lot of hours into playing the DS, and I had so much fun playing the DS that when the Wii came out and they announced it, I was like, you know what? I kind of sat on the sidelines, and Nintendo proved to me that they can't that 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 just because something looks gimmicky doesn't mean that it necessarily is with the DS. And so when they showed off the Wii, I was like, yep. I want one of those. I definitely want one of those because Nintendo, they showed me that they know what they're doing uh, with the DS. So when the Wii came out, I ended up picking one up. Almost kind of like the halo effect. Uh, a lot of people talk about this uh, halo effect uh, around like Apple products, especially back before um, like the, the iPhone came out. Uh, this halo effect came from iPods and things like that where people would... Uh, go out and buy an iPod because it was a really good MP3 player. And then they'd start using it and they'd be like, wow, this is actually pretty decent. I wonder if their other stuff that they make is as good as this. And then it, it kind of spurred on MacBook sales and things like that. And I feel like the Nintendo DS definitely helped the Wii. Now, the Wii sold 101.63 million units. Uh, we compare that to the to the GameCube, which is 21.74 million units. In fact, if you look at the NES to the SNES to the N64 to the GameCube, they continually trended down. Every single time that they brought a new system out, it sold less than the previous system until the Wii. Now, the Wii sold 101 million consoles. That is more then the Game Boy Advance, which was really surprising to me. The Game Boy Advance only sold 81.5 million units, whereas the Wii sold that 101, that crazy number. And that shows how huge uh, the Wii was 
back in the day. Now, there's a lot of reasons for this. They definitely focused. Uh, I felt like their marketing during the Wii era was on point. Uh, it, yeah, it didn't appeal to me. But I, I know that it worked by convincing people to try this thing out, people who don't normally game. And at that time, that's what Nintendo was focusing on. They were focusing on expanding the gaming population rather than reaching the core gamer. Now, I feel like they succeeded really, really well in that, but they weren't able to take what they did there and transfer it over to other things. I don't think that there's a lot of people who... I mean, other than kids who their first console was the Wii. I don't think that there's a lot of people out there who traditionally didn't really care about games who then bought a Wii and then said, you know what, these game, these video games are fun. I'm going to buy the next uh, video game system and now we've got a PS4 and stuff like that. So I don't think that that really happened very much. And that's certainly evident with the Wii U. The Wii U only sold 13.56 million units. There's a lot of reasons why that may happen. Uh, number one, uh, the Wii U marketing was absolutely terrible. It was really, really bad marketing. If you look at those commercials, uh, the commercials had really, really cheesy moments in it. They weren't funny. They weren't endearing. They didn't really show off the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the reason why you would want to pick up a Wii U. Uh, they basically tried to say, "Look, everybody, we're the family-friendly thing, and uh, if you liked the Wii, you're gonna like the Wii U." And then they they used like a line, like they, I think they said, "Upgrade today" or something like that, and that confused a lot of people. It made a lot of people think, "Hold on." Is the Wii U an upgrade to the Wii or is it a new console? And Nintendo's messaging on the Wii U was so terrible that even people who are invested in the gaming industry were confused and didn't really understand it at first. Like, I remember watching them unveil the Wii U, uh, I believe it was at E3, and I was watching it and I was like, is this something that I buy and hook up to my Wii? Or do I buy it to replace the Wii? And, you know, by the end of the presentation, they didn't answer that question. And I thought that was a abysmal mistake. Now, we go back to the graph and we see that the Nintendo Switch has sold 19.67 million units. That means it outsold the GameCube lifetime sales and the Wii U lifetime sales. And I think that that's really good. So what is what is this graph overall show well it shows that the mobile consoles or the mobile the handheld um, systems from nintendo they always outsell the dedicated home uh, consoles so we've got the game boy the uh, game boy advance and the ds and the 3ds uh, they all sold more than every other home console unit except for the wii the only one uh, the the Wii outsold the Game Boy Advance and the 3DS, and it didn't even come close to the Game Boy, and it didn't go anywhere near the DS. Um, but other than the Wii, which is obviously like a blip, it's um, it, it it doesn't fit with the rest of the the graph. I, I feel like this would be better as two different graphs. But I I love this 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 fact that the hardware sales for mobile stuff or not mobile stuff for handheld stuff is so 
uh, much more. I really think it's a lot more. Uh, or, or, I think it's very telling that it's a lot more is what I meant to say. Uh, because the the takeaway here is that's probably why the Nintendo Switch is selling so well. Um, there are households that have one PS4. There are households that have one Xbox. And I bet you there's probably a few households that have two Xboxes or two PS4s. I mean, my house has two PS4s. But I think if you were to poll Nintendo Switch owners, PS4 owners, and Xbox One owners, I bet you that you could probably find out that more households have multiple Switches than multiple other consoles. And that's because when you take it out of its dock, it becomes that handheld system that you can walk around and carry with you and and play. And that means that multiple people in the house want to have that. They both might want to play at the same time. I know that in my house, I wanted to have that. I wanted, so I ended up buying one for my son and one for myself so that we could both play our games at the same time. Um, Lolworthy in, Lolworthy in chat makes a really good point. And they say, I feel like the handheld price point is a big factor into the sales. And I totally agree. Um, all of these systems are cheaper than, uh, all of these handheld systems are going to be cheaper at that point when, when you, uh, when, like if I'm going to go out at, go back in time and buy an NES, uh, and also go to buy a Game Boy in the same day, you know, the, D, the, the Game Boy is going to be much cheaper. Okay. And because it's so much cheaper, that's a much more appealing thing, both, especially for parents. Um, Kabakan in chat says the Asian markets are a lot more open to handhelds. Get on a train, bus, and plane, and you'll see them playing a DS. Uh, that's another thing. Like in Japan, the, the households are very, very small for the most part. Uh, stereotypically, they are very small households. They, especially in the cities. And so people tend not to, to buy a lot of stuff for their house because why would you do that when you can take it with you? And that's another reason why handhelds tend to do so well and why Nintendo has been able to uh, survive. Uh, a lot of the reason why Nintendo is still around is because of the handheld market. Like, even though the Wii U, um, like, really bombed, it bombed big time, uh, the 3DS, the sales of the 3DS really probably acted as like a life preserver for Nintendo, keeping them afloat while they were trying to figure out what to do uh, with the Switch. Anyway, I thought it was a very interesting graph and that it would lead to some interesting discussion. Uh, so those are my thoughts on it. And if you have thoughts that you want to share, head on over to, um, uh, you can email me at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. And um, speaking of, oh, hold on. I got a, an, a, a discussion here from Kabakin. They said, funny thing is I'm 33 and I work in a professional environment. I thought that my Switch one day, I brought in my Switch one day and played it at lunch. Talk about getting the stank eye. People acted like I was some child for doing that, yet they'll play Candy Crush for hours or hours on end or binge on Netflix on their iPads. I ne I'll never understand. I totally agree with you, Kabuckin. Um, I work 
and a lot of people would say uh, where I work, I think a lot of the people that I work with would say that playing video games is childish. And uh, the idea that I would do a podcast about video games, they would think that that's probably ridiculous for a grown man to talk about video games on the internet. Um, but you know, don't worry about the, 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 the quote unquote stank eye that they're throwing at you, but <laughs> that's, that's a funny point. Uh, so as I was saying, if you want to get your thoughts about this, uh, about the, the big dichotomy between, uh, handheld games and home consoles, uh, please email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Get a hold of me on Twitter uh, at runjumpstomp. You can join our Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. And of course, um, what's the one thing I'm leaving? Oh, you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. One of the reasons I feel like the Nintendo Switch is doing so well, I mean, other than the fact that it that it launched with um with Breath of the Wild, one of the greatest games of all time, or if you ask me, the greatest game of all time. Feel free to let me know why I'm wrong about that. Um but one of the reasons that the Switch is doing so well is just the sheer volume of games that are on it. That's not to say that that's all you need is a high volume of games because something else that you need from those games is for them to be good. But I found this story interesting. This is via PerfectlyNintendo.com. And um, <laughs> there are a lot of games on the Nintendo Switch. And how many? All right. Are, are there 500 games on the Switch? No. Are there 600 games on the Switch? No. There's 1,006 games on the Switch. This is as of... Um, doo, doo, doo. Uh, I can't find the, the time that they posted this. But this is as of 11.37 a.m. on... Uh, August 4th, uh, 1,006 games are on the Nintendo Switch. In North America, not that many. There are 918 in North America. Europe has 903. And Japan has 589. That is very surprising to me. I expected to see a lot more in Japan than in America. And Europe. That's very, very surprising to me. I wonder if that's just because localization for for translating something from from whatever your language is into Japanese is probably more difficult than translating something from uh, like English over to European languages or or something like that. Uh, the number of games per publisher is very interesting. The number one uh, publisher. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch is Hamster. Hamster has published 98 games on the Nintendo Switch. They're the people who make uh, those arcade ports. I can't think of like um, the Neo Geo games, uh, which like there's just tons of those coming ac coming across. The number two publisher is Nintendo with 21 uh, games published on the Nintendo Switch. I just found this to be an uh, interesting set of numbers. Speaking of games on the Nintendo Switch, we've got, um, oh gosh, where did it go? Maybe I didn't put it in the show notes. Let me just go to my website real quick, uh, runjumpstomp.com, and here we go. Uh, the Nintendo Download. These are games that are available um, on the Nintendo uh, Switch as of this week. So speaking of lots of games coming to the Switch, this week we've got Overcooked 2, Dead Cells, Flipping Death. Um, 
I got a review copy for Flipping Death. I sent that review copy over to Bravd, who wrote the review for uh, that turn-based RPG that I can't, uh, Battle Chasers Night War. So he's going to be writing our review for that. So look forward to that over at runjumpstomp.com. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary is also coming to the Nintendo Switch this week. WarioWare Gold comes to the 3DS this week. And then we've got just a whole bunch of games. There's one that I want to point out to you, and that is Cycle 28. There is, um, I, I have posted a first look on my YouTube channel uh, for Cycle 28. That's this really cool uh, top-down I want to say twin stick shooter to give the get to give you the idea of what kind of game it is, but it doesn't control like a twin stick shooter. It controls like almost like asteroids, which uh, is really really crazy. Uh, because I, I would prefer if it tr- controlled like a twin stick shooter, but basically you control the direction and then you have thrust, uh, which I. I I get why they did it that way. I would have preferred it to be a twin stick shooter, but there's a first look for that over at my YouTube channel. Uh, let's see what else is on here that stands out to me. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Yoku's Island Express has a demo. This is um, this is that. Oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just give me a second to get my brain to work. It's like um, it it's you push a ball around or something. It's 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 supposed to be really really good. Um. But I don't know much about it. It's like pinball. It's like a pinball game. Uh, but anyway, you can find that all on my uh, site at runjumpstomp.com. There's a bunch of games coming to the Switch this week. And that's why we have like over a thousand games on the Switch already. The more game cartridges a video game system plays, the more fun it is. So this is a pretty funny story. Wario had hacked uh, Nintendo's uh, Nintendo of America's Twitter account. This is really kind of hilarious uh i'm opening up twitter right now so uh if the video kind of dies for a second you'll understand why uh nintendo of america says we apologize for the bad behavior um about wario's behavior and don't know how he got control of our account we've now regained control and are taking necessary precautions to make sure that he won't be able to access it again now what are they talking about well they're talking about uh, this all started off with one tweet from Wario that, or from Nintendo of America that just said, wow, ha, 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 you know, Wario's laugh. It was just a, I think it was 240 characters or 280 characters, I mean, of just the wah, ha, ha from, from Wario. And that made me laugh when I saw it. And I, you know, I just kind of ignored it. And then I didn't realize that he also changed the profile pic uh, posted videos, was saying things about, you know, hey, here's some Super Mario Sunshine content, you're welcome. Uh, just showing like little mini games from um, from WarioWare Gold. Then they even showed, they, like they did a poll, uh, who's the best character in WarioWare Gold? That's easy, and all four choices were Wario. I voted for the second Wario. Uh, the first Wario won it, the last Wario lost, so that's too bad for them. Uh, but overall, I think it's really hilarious, and I, I like that they uh, that they did that. I think that Nintendo's marketing this time around, you know, speaking of marketing, because we talked about that earlier on the episode, how they dropped the ball with the Wii U, that marketing on the Switch has been really good, and marketing on the 3DS, or marketing this game is, is doing really well as, uh, as well. I think overall that Nintendo has 
they've figured out how to market uh, their stuff these days, and I think they're doing a great job. Um, something else that I found on Twitter is some footage of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, uh, where you can see different Pokemon uh, basically following the player around. Um, <clears throat> let me bring it up. Uh, so we've got uh, this one uh, is I don't know what this uh, what this Pikachu or Pikachu what this Pokemon is called is this guy with a oh Venusaur I guess I don't know uh, with a flower on his back I always I always named him Onions uh, whenever I had him on I think it's Bulbasaur for actually uh, but maybe it's like the leveled up version of Bulbasaur uh, they also. Uh, there's there's also a video going around where it's showing off like a Voltorb kind of rolling around behind the character, which I thought was cool. And uh, overall, I think that um, the graphics of Pokemon Let's Go, they look really good. And I am getting more and more excited about that game, mostly because I'm going to be able to sit down and play it with my son and we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, especially because they have the two players on one switch thing, which is going to be really neat. Um, but like the graphics look great. And this makes me excited for the RPG that we're going to be getting at uh, late next year, uh, which that that's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, one last thing about Twitter. I posted a Twitter poll. I said, uh, and I talked about this on, I actually did this, excuse me, during the show um, last uh, episode. And I said, now that Nintendo Labho, Labho, now that Nintendo Labo has been around for a while, have you picked one up? Respond with your reasons. And 21% of the people who responded said, said yes, they have picked one up. 79% had said no. And, you know, I looked through the answers that came in. Uh, a lot of people were saying, basically, it's cool. But I don't have any interest for it. Like, here's Mikey B. Playing, who recently won our Mario Tennis Aces tournament. Nice job, Mikey. Um, they said, I think it's cool, but it interests me personally about 0%. Um, Ted Wagner says, I have the variety kit, lost interest while building the fishing pole, and haven't gotten back to it. Uh, folding cardboard just isn't that fast and is best done on a flat surface. Our kitchen table isn't conducive to having a multiple hour long projects left on it. Um, Manny Sneer says, I don't have space for it. Um, Bustler says that their kids are going to lose interest. Uh, a lot of people said that they thought it was too expensive. Um, Mango says they don't want the clutter. And that's just a few of the answers. Uh, and I, I totally agree. A lot of these people are saying the same thing that I think that we just don't want to have stuff in our house, especially cardboard stuff that's easily, easily damaged. So, uh, if you haven't, um, voted on that poll, the poll is now closed, but, uh, th that's your responses to whether and why you did or did not pick up, um, Nintendo Labo and very few people did that answered the poll. All right. Uh, two last things before I get out of here. Uh, Octopath Traveler. I got an email from Rock Roberge. It says, hey, Bill, I'm hooked on Octopath Traveler. I absolutely love the game. My The only other JRPG that I really enjoyed was Child of Light on PS4. Others that I've tried have been way too complex. Do you know of any similar titles on Switch that would appeal to fans of Octopath Traveler slash Child of Light? 
I'm hoping that Square Enix ports the Bravely games to the Switch based on the success of Octopath Traveler. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, Thanks much, Rock in New Hampshire. All right, so for me, I haven't played it yet, but I hear that I Am Setsuna is a very good game that is available on the Nintendo Switch and actually launched really early on in the Switch's life cycle. Um, So that's one that I have heard recommended. As far as what other people um, recommend, that's what I'm hoping that you guys will do. So if you guys want to, if, if, if the listeners want to help, help out Rock Row Bears and uh, let, let us know what games, if you've played Octopath, what games on the Switch do you think that uh, he would also enjoy? Uh, so hopefully we'll get some answers on that because I really don't know of anything that's very similar uh, to that for myself. Um, but that's just me. All right. Last thing before I get out of here. Um, that is, there is now a bonus episode up for patrons. And this is going to be something that I plan on doing. I've been kind of thinking about it for a while. Uh, I wanted to offer some bonus content for the patrons. Up until now, it's mostly been just videos of my drawings, uh, which has have kind of died off because I haven't, I've just kind of had drawers block, I guess, or uh, I don't, I don't want to say artist because I'm not an artist, but um, it's, it's mostly just been because people wanted a way to support the show. And so I said, okay, I'll make one because you guys asked for it, but I want to give something back to those patrons. And so what I did is this morning, um, Kodiak Moonwolf had dropped a story in our discord channel, uh, where people post links about, uh, Nintendo and stuff for me to talk about on the show. And, uh, I looked at that and I said, <clears throat> I said, well, this is definitely something that I have an opinion on, but I don't know that it would fit into a Nintendo show. So what I ended up doing is I sat down and I just kind of recorded my thoughts for about 15 minutes and then I posted it to the Patreon, uh, made like some quick artwork uh, to go with it. And uh, if you guys want to check out that uh, bonus episode, you can do so by going over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, for as little as a dollar, you'll get access to that episode. And of course, all future episodes, um, I'm going to, I don't, I'm not going to commit to doing it one a week or anything like that yet, just because I'm not sure like where I want to go with it right now. It's kind of a very organic thing. And, um, if there's something that I want to talk about in the gaming industry that doesn't really fit into the Switchcraft universe, then that's where I'll end up putting it, uh, for now. Uh, so again, that's patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. All right, <clears throat> it's time to wrap up the show. Uh, before we go, I want to talk about the music that you heard at the beginning of the show and you're about to hear again. Uh, and that is a song called Delfino Plaza by Box Monkey Studios. They sent me this and they said, can you play this on your show? I said, yes, thank you so much, because I asked them if I could play their Me Channel theme, uh, which is really cool. So this is kind of like an acoustic um, their version of the Delfino Plaza, Plaza music from Super Mario Sunshine. If you want to uh, check out their stuff, you can go to runjumpstomp.com slash music for links to all of their stuff. Uh, don't forget that if you want the full show, you can either watch live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or you can watch the videos after the fact over at our my YouTube channel. 
which is youtube.com slash run jump stomp. Uh, if you're looking to support my content, you can do so by joining the Patreon, just like I was saying before, or just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And I'm, I'm, there's lots of different ways that you can support the show over there. Uh, all the links there help me create more content. Thank you big time to everybody who has ever supported the show. You guys are amazing. And speaking of people that I need to thank, let's thank the people who have been here for the live chat. Uh, we've got Kodiak Moonwolf, uh, Vaxer, Atreides003, Awate86, Bananan, Kabukin, uh, Decaf Smurf, Hopple, uh, Jamie144, Kimbalina66, who is the reason I'm wearing this hat right now, because uh, they um, they subscribed for 14 months in a row over on Twitch. Uh, Lulworthy, Lumberjoke, Lulworthy just followed the channel, by the way. Thank you very much. And Kabukin cheered for 305 bits during that. I appreciate that. Raptor James, TF Wagner, VNK, Virgo Pros, Zor Nand. Happy to have you all here. I will see you all soon. And uh, stay rad. Bye-bye.